is the Go Blue Crew. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to episode 110 of the Go Blue Crew. Derek, I was scrolling through Twitter after Michigan's loss to Penn State, and I saw this fantastic take. Uh, Michigan basketball, it says, used to be a great detox from Michigan football. Wouldn't you agree? It used to be that way. It used to be. I saw that same tweet and thought, this is probably one of the best tweets I've seen since joining Twitter. And Top honestly, 10. I I related so well to it. And I'm sure that every Michigan fan can, can relate to it. I mean, we are used to, you know, it being different. And I just, you know, the, the tweeter, amazing. I mean, great timing, great tweet, and just very impressive. What if I told you that tweet came from my account? My goodness. You know, like, it was one of those situations where the tweet was so fire, I didn't even like it who tweeted it. Well, it was me, at Ty underscore Fenwick. You can get more fantastic takes by following me. Uh, Derek has takes that are good. They're good. Not as good. Say, you're not to my level yet. No. But uh, he's at Divine Identity, which is a much cooler handle than than most people on Twitter, honestly. I got that going for me, at least. You'll always have that, yeah, because you can play around with Divine in a lot of different ways. Sure so, can. Uh, we will talk about more than our Twitter handles, though. Michigan is the loser of four of the last five games. Their lone win came against Purdue, that double overtime win. Uh, since then, they've lost at Minnesota, at Iowa, and then at home to Penn State. The Big Ten is supposed to be a conference where you can't go on the road and win, but leave it to Michigan to prove that wrong, as as Penn State um, played really well throughout, and, and Michigan was with it and in the second half, I think, got down to as close as five, but it, it to me it felt almost like the Michigan State game where you're like, this, this doesn't feel like a game Michigan's going to win. Like, yeah, they're probably going to make it close and give a run that, that uh, puts some hope back into the fan base, but it doesn't, didn't ever feel like something they were going to win. Do you feel any differently about that? Yeah, I feel like they're maybe more so felt that way on the road against Michigan State because of the caliber of the team. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, very quickly, uh, especially after Michigan – really had its last lead um you really started to to feel that way and and i mean it was at borderline looking like it could be a a, a loss like the michigan state loss 20 30 point loss uh ends up being uh, just a nine point loss but man it, it felt like they were getting back into it midway through the the second half and they finally had a nice run going and then it just seemed like everything fell apart and unfortunately what they're losers of the last three four out of five or something like that it just doesn't feel like we've got a lot of positive to talk about and i mean referring to to what what you tweeted i mean it's just we're not used to this and i think that the added excitement after the battle for atlantis i think we kind of got our hopes up and thought like wow this is what the team could accomplish and the level they could play at and I mean, they not only have not been able to sustain that, it's we're not even close to seeing the same team. Uh, now Isaiah Livers is out. We can touch on that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, Michigan is not playing 
good enough basketball to win games in the Big Ten. And I think I texted you this uh, at the end of the game. Like it's, of course, leave it up to, to Michigan and Chrysler, where they've played phenomenal over the last several years um, at home. Uh, leave it up to that being the venue and, and Michigan being the team that allows one of the few Big Ten teams to win on the road. And, and Penn State, give them credit, they played a whale of a game and did enough to win, but very, very disappointing performance and, and really just a awful stretch for Michigan. The season has been like the opposite of what we're used to because um, under John Beeline, of course, like you didn't put a whole lot of stock into what the team was doing in November and December because you knew that come January, February, they would get it rolling for the most part. And so when Michigan went to the battle for Atlantis and beat Gonzaga and North Carolina and, and won that little tournament, like we all were, were very excited and you can't blame us for being excited after that, but we should have been more cognizant of the fact that this is a different program now and catching a, a good wind in December or whatever it was, uh, you know, doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that the trajectory is constantly going to be upward as you would have expected, uh, you know, in previous years. So, a little bit of a mistake on our part. And I saw some people also say that you know this team, it's not like Isaiah Livers is coming back and and everything's fixed. Like there's more to it than that. And I agree with that. I think obviously having Livers back will help, and maybe he'll play against Illinois on Saturday. But it, there's there's more to it than getting a good player back. And I, I, I don't know what exactly the answers are. Michigan is obviously struggling to find those answers, but I think you need to get back in the wind column psychologically and be like, okay, you know, we've, we've righted the ship. We can do it and then see where it goes from there. Yeah. I think one of the reasons I'm most interested in talking about Isaiah Livers is I feel like there's uh, this thought that when Isaiah Livers comes back that that will fix everything. And I think it will fix a lot of things. I, I think you, I don't know if you ever ended up watching the whole thing, but I think you missed some of the, the road game at Iowa last Friday night. And it felt like a game that with Isaiah Livers that uh, Michigan could win. There's been uh, other games where it felt like results either could have been different or, or Michigan when I've had trouble, I think, of Michigan-Minnesota as well. I think of Michigan Purdue, that was just a, a wild game, but you know, maybe Isaiah Livers is, is able to, to lift him there too. And obviously missing him is, is crucial. This is a guy that could likely uh, be drafted in the, in the, in the next draft. And I just feel like, I don't know. I just feel like what could happen is he does return even if he looks good and Michigan still loses to a team like Penn State, which again, a very solid team. They've had some good wins. They've had some bad losses, kind of where the Big Ten is at. I just feel like if Michigan still continues to flop compared to what they showed earlier in the season and what we maybe expected or hoped for, I think it actually just gets worse. And I, and I hope that that doesn't happen. I hope that Michigan with Isaiah Livers can find a gear and play some great basketball, beat some ranked teams and and kind of protect their home court and maybe get a couple of quality road wins. But man, if he comes back and they're still just, I mean, the lack of detail stuff, the, there's a lot of nitpicky things. I think people are starting to notice with the inexperienced 
uh, first year head coach. And I don't think Isaiah Livers is going to save Michigan, though he could help them improve or at least play better than they've been playing in this last five, six game stretch. The upcoming stretch uh, at home against Illinois, then on the road at Nebraska, and then three in a row at home against Rutgers, Ohio State, and Michigan State. It's a tough stretch. I mean, other than Nebraska, uh, Rutgers has really come on, and Ohio State uh, hasn't been as good as of late, but that's still a good team. And then obviously Michigan State there. To uh, uh, they're they're sitting at number eleven right now, and and pretty much handed it to Michigan the first time they played. But you have those most of those games at home, and so I, I think there's there's reason to believe that you know you can come into this um, you know five game stretch and get things back on track. Not necessarily winning five in a row because I think that's a little unrealistic of an expectation right now. But you know maybe. Hand, maybe maybe hand it to Rutgers or something like a team that's that's been surging. Maybe maybe try to prove that that's a that's a a mistake that that Rutgers was was just uh, you know they don't they don't belong in that top twenty five or you know go out and like really beat Ohio State. Like there's got to be something in this stretch to pull the belief back in, and it doesn't have to be winning all five in a row. I mean beating Illinois would would be a, a really big deal to stop this. Uh, skid but this is such an important little stretch here because you you have to find something before well I guess uh three of those games will be in February holy crap I did not I was gonna say you have to find something before February but I didn't realize how late in the season we really are here but flies by you got the you got the home stretch of the Big Ten schedule coming up after that and you got to find something to to carry you through there and you know make sure that that you're in good position for the big 10 tournament and hopefully the ncaa tournament i don't remember if we talked about this on the podcast or if this is just conversations i've had with with others but i feel like michigan always felt like a team that was going to have this year under john howard have some really high highs and some really low lows and we've seen the at least a high high in the the battle for Atlantis and, and beating uh, what at the time looked like a, a good UNC team. And you even had a, a win over Iowa State there, a win for Creighton even earlier than that. And then obviously the big win against Gonzaga. And now you're in some of the lowest lows where you've lost four out of your last five. You've gotten hammered by Michigan State. Really wasn't even that close uh, against Minnesota with the way they were dominating. Penn State, again, a game that felt like it was out of control the whole way. And we talked last week about, you know, if Michigan can start by getting a road win in a tough environment in Iowa, maybe that can help turn things around. And they weren't able to do that. And I think what we would have naturally said if we talked about Penn State is, well, let's, you know, let's hopefully get on track uh, at home. And, and they were unable to do that. So, I mean, this game honestly is huge on on Saturday because Illinois is a, a ranked team. They're 6-2 and two at the conference. And and Michigan's at the the bottom of the conference with Ohio State, with Purdue, with some teams that you usually don't see down there. There's a lot of season left, but every game becomes important uh, for Michigan to you know just get the confidence they need going into Big Ten tournament season. You don't want to be one of those teams that plays the extra game just to eventually play some of the top teams. And I and I hope that they find a way to turn it around sooner than later. Do you think teams have figured out Michigan? 
in some way like since they went on that run and uh for the battle for atlantis have teams like figured out how to guard michigan or, or something like that or or is this on michigan's hands that they're kind of falling apart i think they found a way to make them rely on the shots and jump shots and i just feel like michigan had such success in the paint and then all of a sudden they become a jump shooting team and they're missing everything last night and they don't seem to adjust from that they don't seem to be able to get back to scoring in the paint finding success on the block um, and then they can't seem to slow teams down from scoring and it's just it's annoying because it seems like you'd see more in-game adjustments and they're just simply not happening and I feel like teams are figuring that out knowing that if you can get Michigan into a shooting slump they're not responding very well especially on the road and now at home there's a couple of examples they I mean, they're really close to losing to Purdue, too, a team, again, that's near the bottom of the Big Ten. And so, yeah, I think teams have figured them out, uh, made them pretty one-dimensional, and then also uh, kind of stretched a team that looked like it was going to be a dominant defensive team and say, hey, we're going to score 80, 90 points on you, and you're not going to be able to slow us down. And I think teams have, have figured out how to make Xavier Simpson try to become more of a prominent scorer. And it's obviously been easier with Isaiah Livers there. I mean, that takes out one of your best scoring options. But Michigan is just not a good team when Xavier Simpson has to put up, you know, 15 shots. And I think he put up 21 or 22 maybe against Penn State. It's a, I want to say it was a career high for him, which makes sense. I mean, he's just somebody when, when things are going the right way, he uh, he's a huge part of the offense, but not necessarily with his scoring definitely not trying to uh you know dribble around the perimeter and, and create some space for for a three-pointer as michigan so desperately needed eventually against penn state so you know at some point it was uh excusable i think that they were looking for anything but teams have i think they've just figured out like you know the savior simpson uh he can do a lot of things really well but he, he doesn't have a good jump shot and if we can make him and this team try to rely on it a little more than they're comfortable with, then that offense is going to go stagnant from time to time and we're going to have the advantage. And I think that's exactly what ha- what has happened in most of Michigan's losses, especially in those games without Isaiah Livers. Like, it's just, what else are you going to do? So either Xavier Simpson needs to magically develop a really reliable jump shot, something that he can go to off the dribble, or Michigan's got to get smarter and figure out how to get other shooters open. And both are obviously a, a tremendously tall task, but something has to happen there. Yeah, and I think we, we talked about Isaiah Livers. I think that when he comes back, it's not going to fix everything, but he is a dynamic option on offense, a terrific three-point shooter, and that will obviously really benefit a guy like Xavier Simpson. Xavier Simpson's had to go into more of a takeover mode than I think any of us have expected. I mean, putting up a career-high number of shot attempts, a guy who's not an effective um, scorer all the time or an efficient shooter. Uh, not, I mean, sometimes looks really bad when he's when he's shooting or has really bad stretches. And so we talked about this last night too. I think there's such a relief sometimes when he hits a three-pointer because, you know, it doesn't always happen. And there's been some games where he seems to hit threes in, at big moments. But if you actually look at the the – box score and you see how many shots he put up you realize those threes aren't as special anymore they're still important um it's still great that 
someone hits a three when they're shooting like what felt like 2%. But at the end of the day, if he's now putting up 20 shots a game, only getting a couple of triples to fall, and Michigan's losing basketball games, I mean, it's not not a good thing. I mean, Eli Brooks went off uh, in a loss, but where has that been at other times? Brandon Johns has gotten hot. He was looking really good on offense last night until all of a sudden he wasn't. John Teske hasn't been hitting triples as regularly. I just feel like they look so bad on offense. I think Isaiah Livers benefits them there most when he returns. Also a very solid defender. And so hopefully when he does, if he does, that will allow Xavier Simpson to kind of go back into his uh, distributing role and be a facilitator and really you know, make sure the ball is getting to the right spot. And then it also allows, if, if, if uh, Livers is on the, on the wing, spot-up shoot, shooter, Eli Brooks, I mean, Franz Wagner, you have so much more room in the lane uh, because guys have to worry about Xavier Simpson kicking out. I still don't think that there's a better point guard in the Big Ten, maybe even in the nation, where you, you draw so much attention because of this hook shot you got. You can get to the rim at your small size, but your ability to kick out to shooters who historically in, in Xavier Simpson's time have uh, been really good. I mean, Jordan Poole last year, uh, Braz Dacus was hitting threes, and I think that Isaiah Livers comes back and allows that extra option to, to get Xavier more comfortable into uh, a role that's better fit for him. But, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, I don't think that's the overall answer. The Big Ten's just too good, and you've really just got to hope that Michigan doesn't end up being you know, bottom three, bottom four in the Big Ten because the way things are trending, they don't really look like they can beat anybody, especially in a conference as deep as it is. And with, uh, um, uh, oh my gosh, uh, Isaiah, um, <laughs> I'm totally, I'm totally losing his name. <laughs> the 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 player who has been injured. I wanted to let you struggle, but Isaiah Livers. I've had that happen. I've had that happen in a football podcast a f- couple of years ago. I was a. I didn't want you to help me. You helped me, and you know what? I I didn't know if you wanted help there, so I let. I so I desperately wanted. I'm so, I'm so sorry, Isaiah Livers. I've been talking about him, and then I just forget his name. It happens, man. That's the type of year it is for Michigan basketball. What I was gonna say is his presence will also be beneficial on the defensive end where of course we talk about uh, opponents having players who routinely have a career night against Michigan. Uh, I'm not sure if it happened against Penn state, but it's just, they find it, uh, they find it so difficult apparently to put together a solid defensive performance. I think he'll help on that end too. And then Franz Wagner, Last night, or, you know, because we're, we're recording this Thursday last night against Penn State, uh, one of nine from the floor for six points. I mean, he's got to be better. That That's one of those things where we're talking about uh, Isaiah Livers. You know, he doesn't cure everything. You, you know, maybe you can say Fogner is a little more open on those shots and you know, doesn't get as much attention. But one for nine overall, one for eight from behind the arc. I mean, that's a problem. That's horrible. Especially in a close game, especially as you're clawing back. Michigan was, you know, having to do it from the free throw line, you know, one point at a time, basically. Then Penn State comes down, hits a three, and that wipes out the last, you know, three minutes of your efforts. So one of nine has got to be better. But uh, so 
let's end it with with this question that uh, I know it just has become so cliche for us. But do you still have hope? Like, like, what are you thinking for the rest of Michigan season, given what we've seen? You know, honestly, I, I, I think that they're going to make the NCAA tournament because I think that they'll do enough to, I mean have a decent seed in the Big Ten tournament, probably be middle of the pack in terms of the Big Ten standings, uh, hopefully beat a couple of teams. But I do think that they could be potentially fighting for an NCAA tournament bid if they don't turn it on in some significant ways. I don't need Michigan to beat Michigan State, uh, beat even some of the top teams. And it's weird because some of the top teams are Rutgers and Illinois and Iowa, uh, who they've already played twice and split. I don't need Michigan to, you know, beat the top 10, top 15, top 20 teams in the Big Ten. But if you're going to start losing to, I mean, everybody, uh, that's a problem. And you're not going to make the NCAA tournament. Uh, now, if, if everyone starts beating up on each other from top to bottom and it continues to, to trend that way and, and no one's ever winning on the road, I do think that the Big Ten could get 10, 11, maybe even 12 teams into the tournament. Um, they've had so many ranked teams this year. They have so many ranked teams now. But, I mean, you're looking at a team that's 11-7, and seven, and they have lost four out of their last five. So that loss column has really started to grow. And, I mean, two and five in the Big Ten is awful. It doesn't matter who you've played or how you've lost. Two and five is not good. You're down there with Nebraska, Northwestern, tied with Ohio State, and even Purdue, who you beat, is ahead of you. And I just I feel like they've got to start winning games. And like we mentioned earlier in the show, this is a huge stretch. Beat Illinois, win on the road against a not so good Nebraska team, put Rutgers back in their place, beat a struggling Ohio State team. You could lose to Michigan State, but win four out of the next five instead of losing four out of the next five and you're okay. But if Michigan struggles this weekend and, you know, struggles on the road again against Nebraska and essentially just doesn't win a road game, I don't think they're going to make the tournament. You know, I, th- I think I'm going to back away from being hopeful because we haven't seen oh. under this new program how they respond to, to a, a bad stretch like this. In the past, wouldn't have had a problem saying, yeah, they'll figure it out because they always do. But this is a different season, different coaching staff. It's a different team. And until I see it, um, I'm just not. I'm not going to put much stock into into some kind of significant turnaround. Which, bringing us back to the beginning of this conversation, it feels like football, kind of, because that's our that's totally our attitude to football when it comes to like beating Ohio State or beating really good teams on the road. Like, no, it's not going to happen, and I'm never going to think it ha- it's going to happen until I until I see it, and then I can come back into this realm of existence where good things are possible and and i can hope then but uh until i see it i'm i'm just not gonna buy into it you got a problem with that no i i'm with you on that it just feels like a john o'corn led uh michigan basketball team and i hate to do that to john o'corn this is worse than football outside of that season from harbaugh um maybe you could say this season from harbaugh but I mean, this feels worse than football, and I think, yeah, back to the very beginning, we are not used to this, and so hopefully Michigan can turn it around. Yeah, hopefully uh, they'll play Illinois on Saturday at uh, noon, 
Eastern, I believe that's Eastern on uh, Fox Sports 1. So thanks for listening to us on the Go Blue crew. Again, I'm at Ty underscore Fenwick, and Derek is at Divine Identity. Take care, and go blue. Go blue.